0: Welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Werdahl, one of the regular hosts here, along with Daniel Rodriguez. We've been following the season practically day by day, and yesterday, September 16th, was a day off. So I, in some respects, took the day off. What I did, I tuned into Fish Stripes Live for a moment, uh, saw various trade pitches, um, Brian Reynolds and Jacob Stallings seems the most, like, topical, really, given that the Marlins are facing the Pirates today. And really what struck me about that is that would be, like, a new number one outfielder and a new number one catcher. Clearly that's been, like, a stated thing. I mean, Brian Reynolds can even play center field. So he's, like, a fully valid, fully warranted number one outfielder as he can play every position with what would be the best bat in the Marlins outfield. Jacob Stallings, obviously a good catcher. He immediately supplants whoever the current starter is for Miami. I'm not sure whether or not you think that there's a like current starter in Miami with Alex Jackson, Sandy Leone, Jorge Alfaro. Really, like, what that indicates to me is that, like, the Marlins need to manage the roster. Obviously, their current record, 62 and 84, fourth place in the National League East. That's not what I would consider sustained success. They've managed to keep a few like threads going throughout the season, and that's great to see. As a manager in real life, I'm hoping to bring a little bit of my understanding into this conversation about the Marlins roster going forward. So, obviously, the team is pressed to contend. They've said that they're willing to spend, and we know they need to change. Um, Ideally, they change exclusively for the best. So, like, looking at the roster, there's some kind of, like, ends that it's like. Like, Jorge Alfaro, for instance, it's not clear how he fits. Um, Marlins need a number one catcher. Marlins need another number one outfielder. Jorge Alfaro has been kind of pinched out of both, really. He's only seldom in the left field, and seldom behind the plate at this point obviously fully warranted moving him away from catcher and he doesn't seem to be as good of an outfielder as like lewis brinson at the moment so what do you do with that um even like talking about lewis brinson he had that moment in august where he had his ops over like 800 for the season and it felt like he was like a must-start player with like i mean in Like, obviously, he's, like, an awesome defensive left fielder. And then you have Magnair Sierra, who has, like, some solid tools. He's played in, like, 112 games. Only 209 plate appearances, despite, like, adding a new gear on base paths and defensively. And he's been, like, a a positive B-war player. It's still, though, like, a thin roll. Um... Looking at Sierra, maybe he hasn't been able to, like, really, like, fully, like, spread his wings yet. Uh, maybe Louis Brinson is better positioned. Like, we know his bat can play. Not that it always plays, but that it, it, it can. So, maybe there's a role for him as, like, a bench bat, left field defensive upgrade, outfield supplement. Well, Jorge Alfaro could potentially also fit, like assuming some development of the bat, like a big bat, catcher spot going forward. But like, really what we're talking about is this like convoluted mess on the roster where you have like, just like quickly going down what like looks like opening day 2022 might look like. It's like they have a new catcher. Um, Lewin Diaz at first, Jesus Aguilar, knee not withholding maybe Garrett Cooper otherwise at first I mean sorry DH thank goodness hopefully DH um second base Jazz shortstop Miguel Rojas third base Brian Anderson who like had an injury and couldn't stay healthy for the year same with Garrett Cooper um I don't know I, I I mean you like what you can get but like you can't be dependent on them to start for a full year you can't be fully dependent on them especially even as you go deeper on the roster and just like freak stuff happens, like John Birdie's concussion, which is another thing that you just don't know how it's going to pan out. It's different, more nuanced than like just a straightforward, like I legitimately can't think of an example of like an easy way to move on from a player. You could designate them for assignment, pass them through waivers for the rest of the league to get. You could try to trade them to a team that would want them. You could, and have, like, a role for them to fill that's bigger than what they've got. You could also, you know, just, like, cut them. You could, some of these players have options. You can demote and hope they develop in AAA and help them develop in AAA. But, like, the roster, as it sits, it's, outfield is, like, you got a new number one, you got Jesus Sanchez, you got Brian De La Cruz, and that's, like, we've already listed, like, nine position players, just like a catcher, Lewin, Jesus, Jazz, Miguel, Brian, New Outfield, Jesus Sanchez, and Brian Dela. Then we have on the bench perhaps Garrett Cooper, Sandy Leone, Eddie Alvarez, and Lewis Brinson, and that leaves a couple of people off, like Magnara Sierra, Jorge Alfaro, John Birdie, Isan Diaz, Alex Jackson. I mean, I'm not like fully, like, the baseball expert that, like, Derek Jeter, Kim Ang, Don Mattingly, Eli Sussman, um, any of those guys really are, so, like, it could be, like, a mixed match there, but the fact is, like, there's still probably, like, five position players that, like, in your head you have, like, lined up mentally as, like, major league players, and um, Marlins, major leaguers. That's a lot. Um, That's like a lot of people. That's five people that you're in charge of. There's a huge responsibility to that. You need to make sure, especially when you have so much potential control over their life, that they're in a position that they want, in a position to succeed and That your team itself is in the best position going forward being like player first and like offering that like level of respect has helped the marlins organization it helped them sign adam Duvall as like a late affordable sign because they were willing to commit to him with that like buyout option so that like he could make money despite the marlins not being able to like commit that money at the exact moment And he was an upgrade, and a guy like him, he would still be an upgrade in the outfield. Maybe you add a second outfield bat, because this Marlins team needs to hit. They haven't hit. They, I mean, they have hit, but like, 62 and 84. (laughs) So you need change. You absolutely have to have some change. To their credit, the current Marlins have been winning. Um, they recently finished a stretch where they won a series against the Mets, the Phillies, the Nationals, lost a series to the Braves, but still uh, winning against three out of the four division rivals is like great. And they've been winning at this moment after trading at the deadline. If they can continue to keep their positions in the best possible place for them going forward, the Marlins, can continue that. They can continue to win. Um tonight, Marlins will face the Pittsburgh Pirates at Lone Depot Park, seven ten start time, Eliezer Hernandez versus Will Crow. For big fish, small pod, I've been AT Werdal. We'll be back with you after the weekend.